All right, so we already found a flaw. This really looked, I thought it looked cool having this cross by the communion tables this morning, but then um, I just recently realized that um, it kind of blocks half the view. So I'll try and move around this morning, which typically is not a problem for me because I have a hard time staying in one spot. But um, I said it this morning in the welcome, but I want you guys to know that we really are thankful that you're here. Um, you know, we are still in the infant stages of Redemption Hill and we look forward to what I believe will be a long, um, great history. Uh, I have had the privilege of, of seeing God's hands on um, the beginning of this church, and I know that God will be faithful so long as we're faithful to Him. It's interesting, though, because many of us, probably most of us in this room, have grown up in church. Maybe you're grown up um, going to church in Tallahassee. Typically, what we have seen, what I when I saw when I was a youth pastor, when you would get to um, like a long weekend or a holiday week, um, churches would typically be fairly light because people are traveling, going to town, doing different things. Um, and so when you're in a big church, um, it might be light, but there's still a lot of people. When you're in a small beginning church, um, it gets light pretty quick, doesn't it? Uh, so what I want you guys to know from, from, from me to you is this. I really appreciate you, especially on these long weekends, on these holiday weekends, that you make it a priority to come. Not that the people that aren't here aren't making church a priority. Don't misread that. But, but I know that you guys made a choice this morning. And, um, and there's a lot of people that are traveling at Thanksgiving, you know, maybe traveling back into Tallahassee today and all that kind of good stuff. So, so next week we will hopefully be back to our, where we, we're normally at. It's interesting. We've had eight weeks. This is our eighth week. And of those eight weeks, we've had three long weekends. And so we've, we've had um, some, some challenges, but, but God has been so good to us, and, um, and I know he will continue to be with us. So this morning, you can see the last little bit different. We're going to do communion, and we're going to talk about communion a little bit later on. We'll do that towards the end of the service, but, but we're going to get into our teaching time. And so if you have your Bibles, uh, open up to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1. Uh, John, chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 19 through 34 this morning. Uh, we'll try and, or I'll try and keep it not too long. I love this passage, um, especially the first um, nine or ten verses of, of John, because uh, we talk about John the Baptist, and, and you know, John the Baptist, um, although a very important person within Scripture, you know, there's not a whole lot of, of information and talk about John the Baptist, but, but this morning we're going to talk about John the Baptist, and hopefully we can learn a little bit from John and, and, and from his example that we can apply to our lives and so if, if you have your Bibles, John chapter 1, and starting in verse 19, and it says, uh, verse 19, it says, and this is the testimony of John. So remember, this John here is not the, the apostle John who wrote the gospel. This is, this is the testimony of John the Baptist, okay, the cousin of Jesus. This is the testimony of John. And this is what's so interesting is John the Baptist, right? So he is from, um, his, both his mother and father come from the, the line of Levi. And so what we will see, not so much in this scripture, but if you look in the other Gospels, you realize that, that John the Baptist was, um, I guess we could say, a little peculiar. All right, like, like during this time, uh, you know, most of the guys would wear like robes of wool or linen, and John's running around in camel hair and leather. Okay, his diet um, was locusts and honey, which I'm guessing he was pretty skinny. 
okay? Because that just sounds gross, right? So, so John, we could say, is kind of a peculiar guy. But John could have, John the Baptist, he could have followed in his father's footsteps, right? He could have been a, a, a priest and had a very um, easy, good life. But John chose a slightly different path. And so it says here, and this is the testimony of John, John the Baptist. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? So when the Jews, okay, so, so we need to be a little bit careful when we look at that word Jews. John's not necessarily um, trying to, to, to make a, um, a point about a, a specific religious group. He's not trying to, to, to make a, a racial um, deal about a, a certain group. This, this Jews, typically, most of the time when John uses the word Jews, he's referring to the Sanhedrin. Okay, the Sanhedrin, we could kind of say today would be similar to like our Supreme Court. Okay, the Sanhedrin was a group of religious leaders from Jerusalem. Okay, so they come to John the Baptist and they have a question for him. The question is this, who are you? Who are you? See, John's, he, he's become kind of famous. He, he's established a name for himself. He's, he's, he's known as John the Baptist, the guy that's baptizing people. He's got his own disciples, people that are following him, crowds that are flocking to him. And, and so these religious leaders, the Sanhedrin, want to know, who is this guy? See, at this point, John could have stood up and said, I'm a priest. I'm a prophet. I'm the son of 